the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. In this episode, we look at what it means to meditate on God's Word. The main reading is Psalm 119, verse 73 to 104. And I was mentioned a few weeks ago about meditation, so I thought, well, I'm going to do a study on that. So we're going to look at meditation tonight, and the the, the ability to think and concentrate and to allow God's word to uh, just sink and rest into us and pervade. And and uh, so our, our default position is His word. Um, Bishop Ryle, one of the great bishops, uh, said, "Be careful that we don't wander into the peril of self-satisfaction." in just moving the bookmark on the page. He was talking about just reading the word. Um, that's got a great quote. The peril of self-satisfaction in just moving the bookmark on the page. Sometimes we read and we, well, that's done and it's over. And say, so, wait a minute now, what's God trying to say? What God is what we want to do? Um, my spirit has become dry because I forget to feed on you. Someone said it, it was Spurgeon, that one. But a cure for coldness, dryness, emptiness, meditation. And we'll see again in a moment um, how the world Remember, we talked right by, by the beginning of last year about changing our thinking, our behaviour. Our, our, everything in the world is a counterfeit of the devil. So we have tr- we have meditation now, and people, and we look at the difference between that meditation. But it, it's the counterfeit, counterfeit um, of, of what God wants, because God encourages us to meditate. Uh, the difference is this, uh, in uh, in normal meditation is that. Um, uh, they, they said, listen to this quote, quote, Eastern med- meditation focuses on self, centering yourself, your inner self, self-actualization, your breathing, physical feelings and emotions. The enemy will do anything he can to stop you focusing on Christ. What happens is um, med- meditation outside of Christ is self-focused. We are the center. Uh, knowing yourself and mindfulness we talked about mindfulness last year the danger of that again it's just a, another form of meditation and just it, it, we become the centre what happens we become aware but we don't become critical uh, become aware but don't actually critical well no no the Bible is very clear isn't it let be aware but then let the word of God sift you and try you and uh, thankfully the, the Bible is very clear what we should do and how we should do it that's a great thing but it's good to, to, to get on, on our mind focus. It was a story about Henry Ford. He once hired an efficiency expert to evaluate his company. After a few weeks, the expert made his report. It was highly favorable, except one thing. He said, I can't understand. He said, there's one man down the hall down there, he said, every time I go in his office, he's just sitting there with his feet on, on the desk. He's wasting your money. Mr. Ford said, that man, he said, once I had an idea that saved us millions of dollars. He said, at that time, I believe his feet were planted right there on the desk then, he said. <laughs> so it's not necessarily our pose, it's our, our thinking, our position. Let's go right to the back from the beginning of the, the, the word. Genesis, Genesis 24, 63. He went out to the field one evening to meditate, and as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. I should have, I, I forgot, Isaac it is, Isaac, he was, uh, the Bible tells us about a little bit of Isaac, in the evening he, he went out to meditate mm-hmm. on God's room, now we forget about Isaac, don't we, we think about Abraham, 
and uh, you know how Abraham went and sac took him up to sacrifice Isaac. But never forget, Isaac willingly surrendered and submitted to the will of Abraham. He was, some say, he was 30, but he was certainly a late teens, and Abraham was 100, 120. He could have run away, he could have pushed his father over, easily but the bible says he, he willingly went on the altar so we see a little bit of a picture of isaac and then we see he was a man who, who rested on god meditated on god himself it was no word then of course it was just god and him and uh, we read a picture we read a, that his wife couldn't get pregnant and he prayed now of course again we, we read that and we don't see the context he was 40 years of age when he started praying mm -hmm. how old was he when uh, uh, Jacob and Esau came along. 60. <coughs> 60. 20 years praying. So there was a there was a there was persistence. There was a man of prayer. A, a man that uh, loved God's word, although towards the end, sadly, he didn't finish well. Because if you read, you can read between the lines there. He's more interested in his grub and his, his stomach and his tummy, but um that's a different different thing. But ultimately we start off meditation now god wants us to do that at one of the most crucial times of israel history this is what he said uh, joshua joshua 1 6 to 9 be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land i swore to their ancestors to give them be strong and very courageous be careful to obey all the law my servant moses gave you do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Uh, so the, again, a key moment in Israel's history. Moses is gone. Joshua is going to be taking him into the land. What did he say to him? Be bold, be strong. Remember, this is the Lord's talk. This is the Lord's words to Joshua. He's, he's, he's communing with the Lord. And he says, now listen now, keep these words. Watch over them. Watch over. More than that, meditate on them. A couple of words in the Old Testament, meditate. And this one is, is to murmur, to mutter, to ponder, to, to sort of be repetitive. That groaning, that sighing, when it's actually going deep into you, where, where it becomes part of you. Um, that's why it is good to remember it. It's good to, to uh, remember those verses and to, to re, re, you know put them to memory. But these words are just rested into them. They, they would gravitate. They would gravitate towards them. They would become part of him. They would saturate his life, give him direction, shape his mind, form his patterns, fuel his affections, inspire his actions. Someone said. Um, but you see the, the consequences um, when you meditate on day and night, again morning and evening. You'll be careful to do them and all that is written. Um, they will make your way prosperous. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a, that word prosperous there, again, straight away we think of money, wealth, and that. It means to press forward. It means a, a pressing forward, a going forward. And as Christians, we're always going, we should be always going forward, progressing, and becoming more like Him. There's a progression, um, a breaking out, coming up, uh, and Him coming on us mightily. And there's great success. And we will act wisely, he says. When you meditate, there's be, there'll be wisdom. There's, there's, a, there's a circumspectfulness about us. Not just word, but circumspectfulness. Although you can make words up, he's a notice in the dictionary if you use them enough. Um, but there's, there's, there's a weight about us. Why? Because God's word is our direction. Why? Because we've, we've rested on it. We've allowed it to 
if you read Word for the Day, the last five days, they've been talking about meditation, and they use the word percolate. I like that word, where, you know, coffee, it percolates, isn't it? It's time when it goes through all, and it takes all the, 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 the taste and saturates it. So it, when you, you taste it, it's got all the flavour there. And that's what God longs for. That's what God is telling Joshua at this most important time. And then, of course, one of these these uh, psalms, and then we come to the psalms, and the God's filled, psalms are filled with God's word, uh, loving God's word, and of course, the Psalm 119, I love God's word, and meditating on God's word. And of course, very important because psalms, and, and all these are intertwined, praise, worship, prayer, adoration, meditating on God's word. Why? Because it all takes place in the presence of God. And the Psalms, of course, as we said before, are sung. So when you sing something, you remember it. Amazingly. Um, Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or take or sit in the country of mockers, but <coughs> whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaves does not wither, whatever they do, prosper. It's a great, it's a great verse, isn't it? Blessings, not blessing, blessings, it's plural. Blessings are those who delight, who find pleasure in God's word, who meditate it day and night. There's a consistency, there's a continuation there, day and night, and when the, where the blessings are what? Fresh, fertile, won't fade, fruitful, pressing forward. Bless the Lord. Those who love God's word but meditate on it. Just wait, wait on it. Allow uh, God, what do you want to do with this word? And uh, thankfully, uh, you know, we'll just look at lots of things to meditate on, but God's word to allow it to have its way and to change us. So there's things that we, we can meditate on, um, that we can be intentional, but maybe you've got a difficulty in a particular area or a particular character flow. Maybe we're not so patient as we should be. Um, and without asking the Lord for patience, be careful there, meditate on God's word or, or the different areas of our lives that need strengthening and we take God's word and say, what do you say about this, Lord? Um, you know, and, and then we use, and thankfully now, you don't have to have a concordance. Google, give me verses on forgiveness, give me verses on so-and-so and boof. You'll have them at your fingertips now. Again, no excuses for us, really, is it? I mean, some say, oh, i got to go look at my concordance. I still like through my concordance now. But uh, they're all at our fingertips now. So God's word, meditate. Now, look at this. Very interesting. I didn't see this before until I read this. Uh, Psalm 2, uh, 1, 2, 3. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine the vain thing? The kings of the youth set themselves... And the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Interesting there. Uh, why do the heathen earn uproar? There's our there's the there's the, the, the chaos in life and, and the, the, the noise and the um, the tumult we means the rage, the rage within our hearts. Why do they plot in vain? That word, same word as meditation. See the counterfeit? They meditate, they imagine, they, they ponder. And what do they ponder? Vanity. Why do they ponder vanity? See, outside of God, you're left empty and alone. Why? Because if you look within yourself, what do you find? 
glory. There ain't no answers, is there? There's more darkness, there's more pain, there's more emptiness. Because when we look inside, uh, we realise what we're really like. If we're really, really honest, that's why meditation is filling our hearts, not emptying it, filling our lives with the Lord and his word. And uh, so we see the counterfeit there. And of course, then what happens ultimately, they throw off, we want to do our own thing. Let's throw off these fetters. Let's, let's do our own thing. No restraints. Uh, today, that's where we are, aren't we? Emptiness. The Bible is very clear, isn't it? He's, he's, he's redeemed us from our empty way of life. We're not wandering around wondering what we should do and who we are. We know who we are. We know what we should do and we know where we're going. Bless the Lord. That's a great wonder of, of, of salvation, the great the, the attraction of the gospel, where people are looking and are going through it. And we have this, you've heard this so many times, don't we, nowadays? It's the common mantra, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Um, that's, a, that's the devil's point. He, he wants us to be spiritual without the Lord. Well, of course, that's godlessness, isn't it? Because I, 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 what it's saying is, I want to do my own thing. And, and sadly, with this Harry thing, it's all self-indulgence. It's all about him. It's all about me. And irrelevant, petty things. You know, he's a grown man. And he's, he's, he's a, this and that. And it's, most of it is an absolute Lord. And if I was his brother, I would have given him a clout as well. Yeah, and my brothers would have given me a clout if I was like that. But I just, you just pray, Lord, save him. Mm. That, and you see, he, he, he's just, he just typifies what's happening in our. Well, he's not young anymore, but it is that sort of um, uh, new mantra, isn't it, of of mental health, self being, uh, feelings over your, your duty and courage and all that. All go stiff up a lip there of a British one, but courage and and duty. But what happens is we become self centered, and and the devil loves that. All about me. I pray, Lord, save him. Remind him of the gospel he heard at his grandmother's funeral. Remind him of the gospel. That is his answer. That is the key. You know, we, we know his background. You've had some difficulties and you know, losing a mum and all that kind of thing. It's not nice and, and all that kind of thing. But he needs Jesus, doesn't he? Mm. So does everyone else. Mm. Uh, but we have, um, but our, our world's been pervaded with this mindfulness and all this, um, as we said before last year. Um, this is the, I've I, I just downloaded five essential points of meditation, not godly meditation, mind you. <coughs> just, just Aware of the present moment, subduing the negative mind, mindfulness of the meditation object, dawning awareness, unwavering commitment. Now, of course, some of those things you'd say, well, no, certainly you need to be committed, and you certainly need to be aware, but... What does it lead you to? Um, it, it leads you to self. It leads you to darkness. Why? Because outside of Christ, we are, we are, we are, we are fallen. We are aware, we are committed to him. Um, it's our focus is on him. And uh, so the, the psalmist there is loving God's word. Thankfully, he's not left us alone. He's given us his word without any excuse. So his word is, is vital. Come to fit us there, of course. Um, so we, we, are, we are meditating on his word. What about this? Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. 
My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of food. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Verse 6, again, see how the difference is, you're not emptying your mind, you're actually exercising your mind. God has never, you turn your mind off, you're open to nonsense. And what happens is in meditation, mindfulness, you, you, you switch off and you what do you open yourself to? The devil's a liar, isn't he? He's a thief. And he, he when we open ourselves up, he, he will take a photo. There's that, that uh, proverb, a parable that Jesus said in Matthew 12, he cleans the room out, didn't he? And those, they, they go, they go, they wandering around. They say, let's go back to the place where we came from. The Bible says, it's swept, it's clean. Listen to the word, it's empty. <laughs> empty. Right, let's take seven words. Let's get back in there. See, emptying ourselves, because the only person who can empty us of our rubbish and is Jesus. Can't do it ourselves. Impossible. Um, but the Bible is very clear, isn't it? Remember, that means to impress and to mark. I remember you works and you word. Lord, I remember it. And I meditate on what? On you. I meditate on you. And that's the wonderful thing. The Bible has given us creation just to scream. Some people look at creation more than others, but just slow down. Look, it just screams of, of the greatness of God and the creation. And when you look at, at some of the programs, and you, you, we don't know anything, do we? They keep blabbering on, but they talk. I was listening, watching some of the other day. They, they got this uh, in the sea. We know nothing about the sea, do we? Know so little about what's in the sea. They found this puffer fish, and they thought, oh, we didn't know that was there. And they, they said there could be another 120 species of, of different puffer fish we don't come across. And, and we see the majesty of God. The, the beauty of God, he could have made all, just one thing, couldn't he? Just all plain, you know, all different, one species of whale, one species of shark. Myriads. The wonder of God, the majesty of God. <coughs> I meditate on you, Lord. I meditate on you. That's why the psalmist looked up and said, the heavens. Psalm 19. The heavens declare your majesty, Lord. And I think in that verse he said, Lord, my, let my meditation be pleasing unto you. Yeah, pleasing to you. So we meditate on him, him. Um, and of course, just even this week, I was thinking, as I was talking about meditation, I need to begin. Um, the only one good thing about when you preach, and, and some of you have shared, and you all maybe need to share something, because what happens is when you do preach, you have to meditate a little bit because you, you concentrate on a verse or, or a subject that you're sharing. So, sort of by default, you, you, you meditate. But to do it on a regular basis, and, and, and day and night, and, and that takes them a little bit of, why? Because in our culture, we are busy, we are, it's everything, so much noise around us, and with meditation, you've just got to quieten your heart, and let God's word have his way. Um, and of course, Psalm 119 is, is full of um, uh, meditation um, on him and his works. How about uh, meditation on his words, different types? <coughs> Of course, what do you say? I meditate on your um, your precepts, your statutes, your law, your testimonies. Uh, really, you're all to do with him and his word. Um, Psalm 119, 46, 48. Sorry, my fault. I will speak of thy testimon testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved. And I will meditate in thy statutes. 
And we have those two words now because one is meditate on your words, the murmur, and the, the other one is to, is, is more of a pondering and a speaking out as well. It, it, it comes out of speaking. Don't be afraid to get all of God's word and speak it out. If you live on your own, you can give it a stick, can you? And speak out. And, and what happens, we, we talked about it before, but chew in the cud. Um, start the day with that particular verse or start the day with that particular character. As I was saying this week, I, I was just reading um, that first time God reveals himself as God Almighty, El Shaddai. And uh, when he reveals himself, it's a very interesting part where Abraham is 99 and he's probably given up on, on, on a, a son of himself, isn't he? Uh, he's got uh, Ishmael and he's thinking, well, oh, 99 now. And God reveals himself. He said, Abraham, don't you worry. I am all, Almighty God, the all-sufficient one. The, the one that can meet the need and fulfill his word. Almighty God. I, I, it's amazing how God reveals himself to us in, in those difficult, those, but the, the, it, when we end of ourselves. And that's what God always, well, not generally does. We say that because the Bible said, I meditate on your ways as well. Because uh, we can see how God works, can't we? We can see how he, he, he manufactures circumstances. He, pre- he puts us through difficulties when people say there's no difficulty in Christianity. They've not read God's word. They've not meditated on his ways. Because sometimes there's only one thing God can do to get us to a place of trusting and change. is to go through difficulties. Pressure. Pressure. Suffering. <laughs> Lord, we don't want it, as we, as Wayne said earlier, but that's how God uses it. And that's how we made up, haven't we? Because left to ourselves, what are we? Pretty lazy. Pretty lazy, and we? We take the easy option, mostly. Well, if it's a shortcut, I'm going that way. <laughs> that's, why? Because there's that old nature. Now, some of you say, well, I'm not like that, dear, but okay, bless you. You go the hard way, but sometimes, you know, we've got to take, but that's how God meditated on his ways, how God works. And I love the uh, Psalm 109 because he uses all those different words of the law, which, of course, is the, it's just the, the basic Torah, isn't it? Uh, the commandments of God, what he, he, he commands us to do, the precepts, the mandate that comes from God. His statutes, that's how what he, he, he ordains, his enactments, his testimonies, that which testifies about him and his ways. And, and, the, and he uses all those different uh, words to describe God's word. And in Psalm 19, you'll find out what they do. What does he do? They, they restore the soul. The law perfects and restores the law. The testimony makes wise the simple. We need that, some of us, don't we? Uh, the statutes, precepts, make us right, keep us upright. They rejoice the heart. His commandments keep us pure, and they give us light. They open our eyes. And of course they do. They give us. They, they tell us which is the right way to go. Um, and we know full well that when we don't, the Holy Spirit grabs hold of them and uh, applies his word. That's why the uh, meditation is, 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 is the whole of God's word and the Holy Spirit implanting uh, those words on our hearts. Of course, his word, but bless the Lord, his works. Psalm 77. I will remember the works of the Lord. <clears throat> Surely I will remember my wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary, who is so great a God as our God. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and of Joseph. I will meditate on your work, your deeds, your exploits. I will muse 
upon all the things that you've done, your, your wonderful things you've done. Now, that's why we need God's word. That's why we need to, again, um, as we said on Sunday, read biographies of, of men and women that have, have, have been used of God and see what God has done in their lives and how God has uh, been done amazing things. And remind yourself what God has done for you. Nothing, nothing greater than remembering and meditating and musing, Lord, this is what you've done. And that's why I said before, sometimes it's good to write answers to prayer and good write, good write things down because we are prone to forget. The devil will come along and say, oh, you haven't done much for you, Dave. Cool. Look at all, all you've done, all this, you've done that, you've done that. And of course, then we have, a, again, self, isn't it? Self-pity, isn't it? We, we fo- the devil always wants us to focus on me. Oh, woe is me. Shut up. Get on with it, isn't it? Um, that's why I love reading people like Livingstone and all those old guys. Dear me, you know, I, I sometimes think self-pity. You think in the middle of the, the jungle, again, he got fever up to the air. You know, he's been, he's been ripped apart by a lion. Um, his, his wife and kids are in, in England and he's there on his own. And you're thinking, okay, all right, I won't stop, stop mourning now, Lord. When it, all that is on him, isn't it? Um, amazing. Uh, but God, God uses us to remind us, remind us his wonderful works. Psalm 119, 26, 27. I have declared my ways, and thou curest me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I take, uh, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. So shall I talk, muse. I will, I will, I will meditate, I will talk of them. To remind them of his wonderful works, wonderful exploits. Um, that's what we had to do. Uh, Psalm 145, 1 to 5. Psalms are full of them, of course. I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of the glorious splendor of your majesty and and your wondrous works. I will meditate. I will remember. I will muse on your. Of course, remember. What do we do every day? What should we do every day? The psalmist just said daily. I will thank you. Daily I will praise you. Daily I will meditate on your works, and I will tell of the wonderful works to the next generation. We have we failed on that, and we have as a nation we failed to tell our kids about great God. We've, we've failed to tell them history. Um, you, you'll be amazed how much historical ignorance there is of, of what God has done through men and women of God. Just in school, just mentioned about John Newton, and um, uh, <laughs> and I said, well, he was the one who influenced Wilberforce to um, uh, <coughs> stop, stop slavery. And I said, did it go through? I'm thinking, I'm going to go to school if it didn't go back to that. Yeah, only 1807. And uh, uh, he's a clever one as well. Um, but we, we <clears throat> godly men, men, you know, Wilberforce and Shaftesbury, these were men who would spend two or three hours together every day praying for their, for their work as politicians. Mighty. Meditating on God's word and allowing God's word to be its, his authority. What happens when we know God's word, but we don't meditate on it, we know it, but it doesn't become our authority. And we've seen that. We've seen it in our own lives, don't we? We give ourselves a pass. Uh, we don't apply God's word. Oh, it doesn't mean really mean that there to me, does it? You, you don't know my circumstances. You don't know the, my, my, my excuses, my background. 
And instead of it saying, Lord, that's your word, that's what it says, I'm going to apply it. Mm. However painful or difficult it is when we meditate on God's word. What a few people said, um, the reason we come away so cold from reading the word is because we do not warm ourselves at the fires of meditation. That's a good one. The great reason why our prayers are ineffectual is because we do not meditate before them. Uh, as some say, warm ourselves at the fires of meditation. Allow God's word to warm us, to pervade our every, every, every warp and woof. Well, that's the Old Testament. Bless the Lord, what does the New Testament say? Colossians, Colossians 3, uh, 14, 17. Above all these things put on charity, which is of the bond of perfectness. Uh, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called into one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Just remember, um, when, when I say we, we have no uh, ability in our ourselves, that is true. So you say, well, what am I to do? Well, remember, God has given us the ability. Remember, God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. He's implanted everything we need. He's given us the mind of Christ. He's given us the power of God. And we need to ask what we daily need. And of course, we need to be baptized in the Spirit as well. But even so, even with being salvation, He's changed our nature. He's changed our mind. And so there in verse 14, there's things we've got to cooperate with the Lord. Remember, say, work out that which Christ has put in you. Um, verse 14, Colossians 3, put on love. There's verbs here, isn't it? That's as much as my English goes. Verb is to do, doing word, isn't it? Um, let the peace of God rule, govern you. Verse 16 is our verse. Let, let, in, let the word of God dwell, inhabit, richly, abundantly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. Just let it flow over you, pervade you. We did once, didn't we? we uh, years ago, we, we that's how long ago it was, it was tapes. And um, we had um, tapes of, of the Bible. And uh, you could put them on and listen. I know Pat does that now because you can't read. But um, that's, that was a, a, a good thing. Because you'd be in the car and you'd put your tape in. If you've got tapes in your car, so it's all your car is now. But uh, um, you put them on a, on a thing now, can you? On a little uh, SD card. Um, and, and, you've got, and you would listen to God's word. Listen to God's word. So you'd be, you'd be surrounded by God's word. And we, we did that. And, and maybe that's a good thing. And nowadays, again, you can put it on your phone, as some, some of you know. Um, and, and you can listen to the phone. And sometimes you can't turn it off. But keep listening to it. Just keep listening to it. Um, but that's God's word. God's word pervading richly, copiously, abundantly. So then what happens then? Wisdom comes. Teaching comes. Um, admonition comes to one another. That word means to put in the mind of someone, to caution someone, say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. what does God's word say in that, that situation? Um, there's praise. There's a different perspective. There's different priorities. And that's the key. When we meditate on God's ways, God's work, God's word. And uh, uh, Philippians 4, 6 to 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, 
whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, by thanksgiving, present, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Bless the Lord. He's given us everything we need. Peace, bring it to the Lord. Right thinking, right priorities, think on these things. The word again is in the present continuous form. It's a, it's a, a persistence, a continuation. The word think there is, um, you'll find it lots of places in Romans. It, you'll find it reckon, impute, count. It's a mathematical term where you take an inventory and you know what's there. It, it's, it's something that's absolutely sure. Actually, maths, simple maths, is straightforward and you know what the answer is. It's there before you. You can't argue with it. You might not like it, especially when you get it wrong, but it's there. That's, and he says, look, think about these things. Make an inventory. Uh, this is what you should be thinking about. This is where you should reckon it. Because in, in Romans, he says, reckon yourself dead to sin and alive to Christ. But getting our minds right on his, on his ways, his word, who he is. Bless the Lord, his works. Fill your minds with all those lovely things. Um, there's myriads of things, isn't it? Taking the name of the Lord. We know the names. I mean, you know, Yahweh, Je um, uh, Chris says Jehovah Jireh, Yahweh, we all of them. You can, again, Google a name, think about that for the day. Lord, this is who you are. A name reveals who it is. It's not just a title, it's who he is. Um, and we can go through that and, uh, and that. Uh, and, and of course, then, uh, Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sin against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Seeing, looking, consider. Consider. Estimation, contemplation. <coughs> consider him. Okay? We're not emptying, we're filling with the Lord. We're filling with his ways, his word. We're filling our minds with him. Get your eyes on him, he said. Again, the church, remember, we know, understand the church, Hebrews 12, thinking about drifting, thinking about going back, drifting away. Get your eyes on him. Consider him. Consider him. That's what, again, another word, uh, I suppose, to get your mind working. Psalm 8 says, Lord, you set your glory above the heavens. When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, what is man that you're mindful of him? Oh, when I consider, 
Jesus said it, didn't he? Consider the lily of the valleys. Learn thoroughly that if I care for those, if I care for one sparrow, which were billions of jolly sparrows, if one falls, I know him. Do you think I need to worry about you? Of course I do. I'm concerned about you. So consider those things. Consider those. Our, our one last verse again. You shall keep him in perfect peace. Isaiah 26. Whose mind is what? Stayed on you. Because he trusts in you. Psalm 119. Again, I've treasured, hid, covered, or put your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Uh, it's for our benefit, it's for our building, it's for our fruitfulness, it's for our wisdom, it's for our protection. When we rest on him, we think on him, think on his ways, on his word, on his works. Bless the Lord, he's given us so much to contemplate. And yet we so often fill our minds with absolute drivel, don't we? Instead of all that he has to, to, uh, to we can meditate on. So this week, uh, sometimes we don't, you know, if we were honest, we, we, we love God's, we read God's word regularly, we pray. How often do we just rest upon a verse or rest upon a characteristic or a name of the Lord? Or we just ponder how, how, how wonderful God is. And uh, just um, always remember... Um, someone saying just just spend the day just being thankful um just when was the last time we just went into the lord's presence didn't ask him for anything just say lord i love you i love you my father just love you um and just you just feel the presence of the lord and and the pleasure of god isn't it uh, let my medit my meditation be pleasing unto you O lord my god hallelujah bless the lord We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.